What's up, YouTube Nights? Welcome to Lord of the Lombok presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending 6-12-2022. Also, happy Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel Eve. You see, we got a new face with us. Before we get, get things started, while you guys are congregating, I had a request via Instagram for some Doobie Brothers. So uh, sit back, relax, congregate, and uh, let's get this show started. Special request for the Doobie Brothers via Instagram. Zach, say what's good to the people. 
Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm happy to be back and finally got some good looking co hosts today. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you talking about Laura? You, oh, everybody. Like to introduce Laura from, at Bird City Comics, also from Nearing Nirvana. She'll be yes. on it right after us at 6 30. Uh, mm -hmm. Laura, say what's good to the people. Hi, everyone. That's the best way to start a show. I was a little bit nervous, but now I'm like, all right, we got there this. That's what we're here for. I've been on the Near Nirvana show. Uh, they are a sister channel. They also do uh, cover price stuff. So uh, yeah. it's all in the family. But they have a show at 6.30. So let's get this thing started right away, shall we? The show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. $6.99 a month, you get all of that. The top 10, the movers, and the shakers list that we do Sunday, our Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific. Let's get right to it. These are the hottest trending books for the week ending July, uh, June 12th. So actually Sunday. So uh, quite an interesting list. There's a lot of uh, returning champions on here, but let's kick it off. What do we got first, Zach? Yeah, so I think we're going to have a theme this list, but first up as the runner-up, we've got Hulk number one. So all speculation broke loose after news broke that Jake Schreier was tapped as director for the Thunderbolts movie. Who would be part of the Thunderbolts team? One of the popular choices was the Red Hulk, Thaddeus Ross. Sadly, William Hurt passed away this year back in March. However, that hasn't stopped speculators from buying into Red Hulk's first cover appearance. He appears green in the interior artwork and doesn't appear as Red Hulk until issue number two. Tracked 14 copies sold, seven-day trend 145%, and a high sale of $320 for CGC 9.8. Wow. It's kind of a bummer, man. I mean, William Hurt, was it just me or did he kind of look... Skinny he looks and, and sick like the past couple yeah. you know, Well, years. when he was in Black Widow, I thought that they aged him up for some odd reason, but apparently he had already had um, his sickness at the time. So, uh, What yeah. was his sickness? Do you, do you know? Uh, it was a, some sort of cancer, I believe, mm. uh, that he passed away, though, uh, but a great actor. So, yeah. uh, but, you know, it's only, uh, it's, yeah, I think we will see it. I should have done over under on Thunderbolts uh, theme book, but it's too late for that. So <laughs> we'll figure it out. So uh, as always, the uh, runner up is Hulk number one, CTC 9.8, so for $320. Are you ready, Laura? This book's right up your alley. We'll do it. What do we got for number 10? All right, coming in at number 10, we have Miss Marvel number one from 2014. Uh, I think everybody but me has already watched the Disney Plus show that dropped its first episode. Mostly to positive reception, a couple, couple inklings of frustration among fans that were more uh, loyal to the original version of Kamala. Uh, with Kamala's pricey key issues out of reach, this first issue is an excellent and more accessible entry point for the budget-minded collector and possibly the younger fans that Miss Marvel is targeting. Uh, still, this book has some heat behind it as new and old fans of Kamala Khan moved to pick it up. We tracked 19 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 108%, and had a high sale of 300 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw fair market value of 88.86. I still think it's uh, got room to grow. I mean, yeah. I, you know... Miss, when I came into Miss Marvel, I wasn't, I didn't have any expectation levels. I knew who was catered for, but coming out of it, I was like, "Yo, this is a fun little show." I, I especially love how when they were like walking. You haven't seen it yet, right, Laura? You know, I've only seen the original trailer, which I have to admit uh, didn't do much for me. I was like, "Eh, I'll get to it eventually." It's kind of cool the way they do the graphics on the buildings mm -hmm. as they're riding their bikes through. I mean, it's really when you'll see it, you'll you know, you see what I'm talking about. But you know what? It was fun. I don't know why people are hurt. I mean, you know what? There's got to be something for everybody, for, you know, boys, girls, men, women, whatever, you know? Agreed. So, uh, you know, what so it felt I, like, it felt like live action uh, into the Spider-Verse. 
you know, yes, with the, with those, did. with that stuff, like on the background and whatnot. And I'm yeah. with you, Tim. I didn't come in with like high expectations. I'm not a Ms. Marvel fan um, in terms of the comics, but I, you know, the show was fun. Uh, it was lighthearted. And I thought Iman Vellani did a great job as her character. So you're right. Yeah. I think this book has an incredible room to grow. Yeah. With, and the family the dynamic was, was just perfect. You know, yeah. the, you know, the, the, I won't give it away. So we'll let we'll watch it tonight. Yes. So Spoilers. number Number 10 on the list is Miss Marvel number one from 2014, a 9.8 sold for 300 bones. What do we got for number nine? Number nine, we have The Amazing Spider-Man number three, one in 100. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the artist's name. Uh, well, Hikaru? Tim, can you yeah. help me out? What do you know? Uh, Hikaru Yusugi. Sounds Yusugi? good to me. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. We'll go with that one. So who rose to prominence with his work on Deadpool Samurai brings a signature style to this one in 100 variant featuring his co-creation of Sakura Spider. While Sakura Spider first appeared in U.S. comics in Deadpool Black and White number four, this is her first official cover. Its scarcity is understandable as fans' reactions to this run have been less than stellar, leading to fewer vendors looking to pick up 100 issues in order to snag a copy of this variant. Tracked 16 copies sold, seven-day trend of 133%, and a high sale of $201 for a raw copy. Interesting. I wonder if this is anything to do with maybe uh, Cross the Spider-Verse uh, spec. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of, we're seeing a lot of, like, Spider-Man characters pop up, and uh, I don't think the news, well... I don't, the news of the spot already dropped, right? Before the this list came out uh, on Monday morning, right? When did the yeah. news of the spot come out? So I, you know, uh, just full recently, on, yeah, yeah, full on. Expect uh, next week's show to be rather spotty. You like the way I did that? Uh, so number nine on the list: Amazing Spider-Man number three, the Hikaru Yusugi one in one hundred variant from two thousand and twenty-two. What do we have for number eight, Laura? All right, I'm excited about this one: Sandman number thirteen from nineteen ninety. Sandman's key issues have been hot for years, with some ebb and flow. Not only is it a favorite series for collectors, but it's also had some form of content development for nearly a decade. That's pretty amazing in and of itself. While fans primarily focus on issues number one, first dream, number four, first Lucifer, and number eight, first death, these other minor keys are finally getting traction thanks to the recent trailer from Netflix. Along with a good look at Jenna Coleman as Johanna Constantine, uh, we tracked 17 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 127% with a high sale of 275 for CGC 9.8 and a raw fair market value of 23.84. I absolutely dug the trailer they showed at whatever that Netflix <clears throat> geeked thing that they yeah. showed. It sure. was dark, you know, because you know I mean? I'm a huge fan of like Supernatural when, you know, when they had all like the angels and demons and shit, but, you know, and I'm also a huge Neil Gaiman fan, you know, uh, mm -hmm. so anything that Gaiman p attaches his name to, I'm down. So uh, hopefully it'll do it just, it looks dark, it looks kind of crazy, so... Um, you know, you know, obviously everything's not going to be as faithful to comics as they can. You know that, you know, they have to be realistic when they put it on screen. So number eight on the list is a Sandman number 13 from 1990. What do we have for number seven? Number seven, we have Grim number one, the Flaviano second print variant from Boom Studios. So with short retailer order window, heavy allocation and it being a second print, this book was bound to be scarce. The popularity of Grimm has appeared to cement and the low print run contributed to the high amount of sales we saw this week. Tracked 33 copies sold, seven-day trend of 83%, and a high sale of $60 for near-mint raw copy and a raw fair market value of 33 This is a good book, man. I, I really, I'm digging this title so far. Um, now, is this organic or is there was, was there a show announced for this or anything? Or is it just people no, just buying it up I, because it's a good read? 
I'm thinking it's a combination of of all that. You know what I mean? No show. Sorry. Minus well, and show. it's been compared a lot to something that's killing the children. They're kind right. of thinking uh, this could be like exactly. It's Boom Studios. Something is killing the children. Vibes. You got a badass female character. Yeah. Um, supernatural esque horror like Boom crushes it. You know, Boom crushes anything. Honestly, if yeah. you're if you're not buying number one issues from Boom, and you're playing the spec game, you're slipping. Bro. Yeah. Especially if it's if it's horror theme, because that right. seems to be, uh, you know, the the theme now. Um, and, and fun factoid, I interviewed Stephanie Phillips. Um, she wrote the Ooh. Tarna from uh, the heavy metal adaptation. And I interviewed her for uh, some at home Comic-Con thing like hmm. two years, two years ago, even before this. But it's good to see Stephanie Phillips doing her thing. And you're like a Laura. She's a badass. She trains in Muay Thai. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so check out Stephanie Phillips on her Twitter, and she shows how she throws down uh, on uh, on uh, doing Muay Thai. So maybe you could fight her one day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so number seven on the list is Grim. Number one, the Flaviano second print. I, that just rolls out the tongue. Flaviano. Grim number one, the Flaviano second print variant. Raw Dog for 60 Bones. All right, what do we got for number six? Ooh, I can't wait for this. Here, Nate, I'm scooting back a little bit. Sorry if the mic was loud. I was thinking it was too soft, so I was overcompensating. All right. <laughs> number six, we have Thor, God of Thunder, number two. Gore's first appearance refuses to leave the list. As fans and eagle-eyed viewers have had time to marinate with the recent Thor trailer, Gore is reaching audiences like never before ahead of his debut on the big screen. Despite a drop in value after that trailer release, Gore has tested the highest out of any villain that Marvel's had, per Takika Watiti helping stabilize his first appearance's market value. This week, we tracked 31 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 94%, with a high sale of 425 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw fair market value of 133 That's Taika Watiti. I feel like that's like that, what I said. Oh, okay. Yeah, in my opinion, <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, kind of perfect. Same thing. thing. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, the crazy dude that's in uh, that was playing uh, his homie. But uh, I can't wait to see no, what we do in the shadows. Is his best it thing is, he's ever is done. A hilarious. That kind of uh, vampire kind of comedy show. So good. It's like the Office it. meets vampires. Yeah, this is the All best. Right. Yeah. So uh, Thor, God of Thunder number two. Uh, man, Christian Bale looks menacing. I'm glad it didn't overdo it with the makeup because, you know, an actor of that caliber, you got to be able to see his face. You know what I'm saying? So uh, number six under this, Thor, God of Thunder number two from 2012. What do we got for number five? So number five, we've got Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood number four. So Marvel gave out Black, White, and Blood titles to popular characters like Wolverine, Moon Knight, Carnage, and Elektra. So, of course, Deadpool had to get one of his own, and it doesn't disappoint. However, the main draw of issue number four is the first U.S. comic appearance of the manga-influenced Sakura Spider. As noted, her cover appearance on the Amazing Spider-Man number three, one in 100 variant immediately drew collectors back to this first. Tracked 23 copies sold, seven-day trend of 158%, and a high sale of $52 for a CGC 9.8. To go with a high raw sale of $40, right in line with its raw fair market value of approximately $39. So, yeah, people are really see. digging this character. I mean... Spider-Man's always Spider-Man's the Batman of Marvel where everything exactly. hits, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like every yeah. first appearance you got to get. Exactly. Either villains or or subheroes. I mean, just look at Silk. I mean, you know, wait till I mean, I we haven't heard from the Silk show in quite a long time, but uh, I would imagine when that trailer drops whenever it does, I think it's still coming to Amazon or some weird 
anything like that. But um, I fully expect Silk as well to, to jump up, even though um, she was bit by the same spider as Peter Parker, apparently, in Amazing Spider-Man number one. But that's just her cameo appearance. So uh, let's take a quick break from here from our slabs. Uh, our sponsor, My Slabs. Are you tired of paying 10, 15 percent or more? Join the one percent revolution. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. All right, we go from number five, Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood, number four, to number four. All right, number four, we got Thunderbolts number one from 1997. With the recent confirmation of the Thunderbolts coming to the MCU, fans rushed out to grab their first appearance in The Incredible Hulk 449. That issue, of course, moved out of reach for many, so fans moved to pick up the next best thing in their ongoing title. While Marvel billed the Thunderbolts as the next great team, stepping in for the absent Avengers and the Fantastic Four, they had a significant secret. The Thunderbolts were, in fact, a team of villains. A fact that wasn't revealed until readers got their hands on this book. We tracked 27 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 164%, with a high sale of $270 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw fair market value of $34. Be interesting to see what lineup they use. I think they've kind of revealed a little bit with uh, Black Widow and maybe uh, what was that dude in uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier that uh, Count whatever the Countess I forgot oh, her name. Nemo? Oh, the Baroness. Yeah, I think. Or no, she's the Baroness gonna... is the GI Joe character. Yeah. No, no, no. The, yeah, the Countess de Contessa, or whatever yeah, her name Contessa, is. I think yeah. I think she's going to put together the Thunderbolts team and uh, some iteration of that because I don't think they could just go full on all bad guys. You know what I mean? Uh, but it is very interesting. Uh, great run by Kurt Busiek as well. Uh, Thunderbolts, you know, and they, you know, the interesting read is they start out as these bad guys pretending to be good guys, and then kind of halfway through the the bad guys are like, you know what? I like being a good guy, you know, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of goes on and on from there. But uh, there you go. Thunderbolts, number one. For those thinking they were going to get a Dark Avengers, I think this is probably the project that you're going to get. You're not going to get Dark Avengers. So, uh, all right. So for number four, what we got for number three? Not a surprise. Yeah. Number three, we have Sandman number five. So as mentioned in the entry for Sandman number 13, the recent Sandman trailer lit a small fire fire under some of the early minor Sandman keys. This issue features the first appearance of Merv Pumpkinhead, a janitor of sorts for the booze protagonist. For the book's protagonist, I apologize, the Sandman. Coinciding with the first trailer's release, Netflix announced that old Merv would be voiced by no other than Mark Hamill. Fans have reacted in kind as they moved to pick up this book. With many fond memories of Hamill's Joker, having him tackle another wise-cracking oddity like Merv Pumpkinhead made this a must-have first. Tracked 15 copies sold, seven-day trend of 306%. With a high sale of $335 for CGC 9.8 and a fair market value of $40. 
I'm sorry. Did you say Merv Pumpkinhead? Merv Pumpkinhead, man. <laughs> He's related to Jack Pumpkinhead from The Wizard of Oz. Um, I'm, you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I, I never was into the Sandman series when it originally came out. So I'm coming into the show eagle-eyed and just like ready Same. to take with no expectations so to compare good. it to. Because there's going to be people, people like who compare it to the source material. And a lot of times, you know, people do that and it's weird. But Mark Hamill is doing – dude, I was – I was on um, Team Nerd Herd and I was talking about uh, a show that I like uh, called Nightfall and Mark Hamill was in it and he oh, was yeah. almost un- the unrecognizable, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. He was like a Templar uh, training. Yes. Yeah, uh, and two. I was like, and I didn't know it was him until the end credits ran and it was like Mark Hamill, like a holy crap. But if you get a chance to say it, it's only two seasons, but it's definitely worth a watch. I've been, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I've been stuck on these historical dramas like The Last Kingdom. Um, you know, Vikings Valhalla. Now I'm watching Vikings again, the original series, which, good Lord, it is uber violent, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but uh, good old Merv Pumpkinhead it shows up on the list. <laughs> number three, Sandman, number five from 1989. All right, we're almost there, boys and girls. What do we got for number two? Oh, I'm excited. I got this one too. Any of my Nerdvana people will know why. So, number two, we got Fortnite X Marvel Zero War, number one. I believe it's Lionel Francis Yu uh, from 2022. Remember when the DC Fortnite collaboration uh, look or took over the top 10 list for a solid month? Well, Fortnite is back, this time with Marvel. Thanks to an exclusive Iron Spider-Man suit available via a download code, and yes, I own it, included in this book, Fortnite players once again rushed back into their LCS and online shops to pick up a copy. We tracked 39 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 196%, with a high sale of 20 for a raw copy. However, the fair market value has since settled to around $10 due to the large volume of copies available. Yeah, so when these were coming out for DC, every one of them mm-hmm. hit our top 10 list. Yeah, um, that's Because I remember looking the looking up the number of Fortnite users was ridiculous. So it was yeah. people who weren't, don't don't normally buy comics were coming in to buying these Fortnite books because I believe they're sealed so that they can get the codes to get the skin um, yep. so just for Fortnite. And, if, you know, Fortnite is huge still, uh, you know. So uh, I was asked uh, to uh, ask Laura about her Fortnite original sketch work. Ah, uh, that I we had the pressable defects on, and my llama. Let's just say my llama didn't translate perfectly into a llama. It resembled something else. Wait a second, you drew a llama? Well, yeah. You gotta know Fortnite, bro, to understand the llama. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, why are you drawing a llama? Wait. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you have to play Fortnite to understand oh, most yeah. of this. But yeah, yeah this I, is, I think this is such cool marketing because it is. It's drawing people into the hobby that otherwise might not pick up a comic book, and yeah. DC yeah, titles sure. that normally would never be on our top 10 list were showing up every week just because of Fortnite. It was like a, a Fortnite month. It was crazy. So number two on the list is Fortnite X Marvel Zero War. Number one, get yourself an iron spider skin. All right. So uh, it should be no surprise what number one is due to the recent announcements. Right. We've been talking about this the whole top 10. So number one is the Incredible Hulk number 449. So Deadline recently announced that Marvel's Thunderbolts movie taps Jake Schreier as director. This immediately captured fans' attention since until last week, a Thunderbolts hadn't been officially announced. Sure, it's been evident for years now that a super team of villains and anti-heroes was being pulled together, specifically by La Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Jesus. Played by Julia Louise Dreyfus. That's like two people with massively long names. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Right? However, a team name was never mentioned, leading to plenty of online debate over whether this team would form as the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts. 
Keep in mind that William Defoe's Norman Osborn was introduced in Spider-Man No Way Home, so Dark Avengers wasn't impossible, while still the least likely of the two. Regardless, a spike in sales for the Thunderbolts' first appearance in Incredible Hulk 449 and Dark Avengers number one skyrocketed and has never stopped. This officially confirms the team debate and immediately sets fire under sets a fire under Hulk 449. Tracked 74 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 141% and a high sale of $899 for CGC 9.8. It'll be a four-figure book by the end of the month, my is my guess. Easily. It'll be it'll be one of those books that, you know, obviously people are already being priced out because they're getting Thunderbolts number one. And gosh darn, I need to find my copy if I can find it anywhere. So uh, Incredible Hulk number four, four, nine from 1997, hitting $900. Um, the other interesting news this week was, as I get rid of this graphic, was William Defoe kind of hinted that he's going to be, dare I say, I can't believe I'm saying this, the Joker musical. Um, for, mm. for those who asked for a Joker musical from Todd Phillips, you're getting a Joker musical. I meant Lady Gaga's in it, so you have that to look forward to. The only precedent I can draw is look up the Sweeney Todd, uh, the Butcher of Whatever Street, was a R-rated musical by, um, uh, what's his name, Tim Burton. Yes, uh, it was horrible. Know. Yeah, yeah, but you can do a R-rated dark, you know, um, musical. Maybe God, does do we really want that? But hey, man, that's neither here nor He's there. He's got so. the face for the Joker, though. I mean, that smile. I mean, even the that Goblin. Hideous, the Goblin yeah. looks like the Joker, man, in yeah, terms of his yeah. smile. And, and Lady Gaga like, has a cult following. People she does. Oh, just... What do they call her? People, her monsters, or what do they call them? I'm at, I don't know. Uh, no, Beyonce yeah. has the Beehive. I don't know about like <laughs> the Beehive. beehive. Uh, yeah, but uh, what's curious is that. Um, Lady Gaga has somewhat acting chops. I mean, she was in uh, the Star uh, Stars Born and the House of Gucci with that weird Italian accent that she did. American but, Horror you know, Story. She was great in that too. Yeah, so that you season. know, she's not out of nowhere. She's, I meant better actor than J Lo. Did, did I say that loud? Yeah, I said that loud. Um, Laura, any last words? I'll let you bounce out early so you can get ready for your show, and then uh, and while we play the musical outro. Uh, no, thank you guys for having me on. This was really fun. Once I was a little less nervous, it was much better and it was great to meet you zach yeah definitely you did great thanks yeah. i can it's read not... guys that's the only requirement <laughs> they gotta be they're like yeah. can you it, read it's like anchorman we do salon quality hair and read the news that's what the lords of long box is all about speaking of salon quality hair zach say what's good say uh what's going on uh, <laughs> I know, later man. to people I'm, I'm growing it all out getting getting it as long as possible so no um Nothing new coming up. Just check out the Comic Con podcast every Friday. New episodes. We got a couple episodes up now, obviously, but uh, new ones every Friday. And uh, yeah, man, great, great show, fun show with the Thunderbolts. I, I really enjoyed this one. This yeah. Cool. So uh, check out Nearing Nirvana. They're on right after in about four a minute. So uh, uh, Laura has to hop over there, but uh, I put the link in the live chat. And if uh, YouTube redirect works, you guys should be taken over there uh, for Zach. And thank you, Laura, for coming in at the last literally 15 minutes show. You killed it. You did great. Thanks. So uh, we see you guys Thursday for the Shaker Show. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.